on day one, you want to decide what type of business you are, what type of business entity you are. And that's going to determine how you do your bookkeeping and even how your taxes are filed later on. So if you want to start out as a sole proprietorship, totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. You just have to commit to it. Know that that's what you are and proceed in that way. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, and today we have a very special guest and financial tax expert, Megan Hernandez with us. And Megan is going to talk to us all about tax things, finances, all sorts of the things that maybe we don't think are so fun in business, but are so, so important. So welcome to the show, Megan. Nice to have you. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay. So before we jump into all of these topics that you know, are super important, but people don't really like to talk about all the time. Why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Tell us how you kind of came to be um, in this space and a little bit about, um, you know, just your background. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my name is Megan Hernandez. I'm a tax accountant. Um, now I have my own firm where I help um, small business owners throughout the United States with their bookkeeping, taxes, CFO services, Anything financial that they need, we kind of call it financial management for, um, you know, any level of business owner that we work with. I also actually teach business topics and business uh, bookkeeping foundations for small business owners and bookkeepers um, and teach bookkeepers how to start their own businesses. So kind of following in the footsteps of where I started and, um, you know, where I've gone so far. So that's where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, I came from the the industry. I worked in the accounting industry for 10 years. Okay. I had a bachelor's in accounting and uh, worked for all different types of businesses, nonprofits, for-profits, corporate businesses, super small franchises, um, lots of different things. Got a lot of experience with sales tax, payroll, all the different aspects there from a larger scope. Um, And then I got pregnant in 2018. (laughs) And when I was about to have my baby, I was like, you know, I worked so hard for so long and Mm -hmm. things just changed. Yeah. I just wanted to stay home with that baby. Yeah. So I loved what I did. I loved the work that I did. And so I just went on a path of trying to find out how I could do that from home. I learned about freelancing. I learned about virtual assistants. And then I kind of incorporated the bookkeeping and have grown from there. That was back in 2018. And now I've been in business for about five years um, and love to give back and teach others how to do the same thing. 
Got it. Okay. Well, I, you know, my background, obviously having the agency now, but prior to that, I worked for Target and it was all in finance. And um, so my uh, master's degree is in, in business management finance and um, sales tax was my last role that I had. And it's not always like the most exciting, sexy thing that people want to talk about. And when I tell people (laughs) like, Hey, I used to do sales tax. They're like, really? I'm like, yes, it's so exciting. But the reason I bring it up is because as an e-commerce business owner, a lot of times there's a lot of confusion around sales tax, right? Oh, there, there's yeah. kind of a, do I pay it? Do I not pay it? How do I pay it? Where do I pay it? If I'm using Shopify, does somebody do it for me? All sorts of things. Plus, I just think taxes, bookkeeping, finance, it's like in, you either love it or you hate it, I think, kind of one of those two things. But yeah. let's kind of get into a little bit of your subject matter expertise as it relates to kind of some of the things that you've seen business owners do over the course of your time that maybe have not worked out so well. So let's talk with sales tax specifically, because that's one I think where there's a lot, at least in my opinion, there's a lot of confusion on, do you pay? Do you not pay? Tell us your experience with that and kind of some of the, you know, maybe pitfalls or, or things that people should be watching out for when it comes to sales tax. Yeah. So first off, I don't want to scare anybody. I don't want to start this off by scaring anybody. I have unfortunately seen several um, bad situations that people have gotten themselves into with sales tax. First of all, no, if you sell a product, you most likely, there are a few states excluded from this. So everybody, I guess the first thing to do is look at the rules and requirements of your state to Mm -hmm. find out if you have to pay sales tax. But most likely, if you sell a product, of any kind, no matter where you sell it, even from your home, you are going to need to charge your client sales tax, collect it, and then pay that to your state. So knowing that like from the very start, from the beginning, and figuring out the process is going to save you a ton of headache and possibly a ton of money right. um, in the future. I would also say that know that once you start the sales tax I'll call it game or, or, you know, for lack of a better term, once you start the sales tax down that road, even if you hit a month that's zero sales, you still need to submit sales tax. You would just right. select zero. And the reason I mentioned that very specific detail is because even when you're brand new, you're first starting out, you're going to have months possibly that you don't make sales in those first, in that first year. And so know when you start with that sales tax, down that sales tax road, you do need to file consistently, whether it's monthly or quarterly, whatever your state has set up for you. Um, Once you get it going, you have to keep with it and don't stop. Yeah, because so, you can get you can get fined quite a bit. You can yes. have back taxes, all all sorts of crazy things. And I think where people might get a little confused, first of all, where do people go to find out this information? So if I wanted to know about sales tax in my state, I live in Minnesota. So if I wanted to go to Minnesota and find out about sales tax, would I just go to like the Secretary of State Department yeah. website, or where do I go to find out about that? So don't don't hate me, but the first thing that I would do is actually Google sales tax in your state. The, yeah. the thing with Googling and the thing with doing research is you have to know the reputable sources. Yeah. 
If you Google it, it will take you to the exact article or the exact page on your state's site. Yeah. You can go to the Secretary of State site. You can go to your Department of Revenue site, but you might not. It might not be easy to find a search button or to find the exact area to go. If you Google it, though, however, you don't want to click on the random mm-hmm. you know, sales tax for freelancers or, or whatever. They will charge you unnecessary fees. And it may not be a true website anyway, but if you see that Department of Revenue or dov.minnesota and it says sales tax, then you'll know that that's directly where you need to go to um, figure out the rules and also the process. Don't be afraid. I'll mention this too. Don't be afraid to call and ask. Typically, you'll get someone on the phone that can walk you through. They're used to people not knowing how to do this. Don't think just because you're a small business owner. Um, you know, you've never done this before. That's how everybody starts. Even large businesses that are going to file in, in all 50 States, they start on, on day one and they have to walk through and learn the process too. So don't be afraid to really dumb it down for yourself. Really get simple with it. If your website is not clear, don't be afraid to call or even reach out to an accountant to help you. But if you're going to do it yourself. Um, make sure that it's super simple, so simplified for yourself. And and what I found, and tell me if you found you know found this to be the case as well, is particularly there are different tools. Like so, if you're selling e-commerce products off of you know Shopify or WooCommerce or any of the the commerce type sites, there are a lot of different apps or tools yes. or plugins or things like that that can actually help you remit sales tax capture sales tax, understand what the taxes are for the areas that you're selling in and things like that. And that to me has been super helpful for a lot of people. Would you find that to be the case as well? Definitely. And and most certainly if you're going to have to pay in multiple states. Yeah. um, I usually say if you're to the point where you have to remit in two to three states, I would add on a software like TaxJar or something like that, that is going to help you with those calculations. If you use a website like Shopify or Etsy or something like that, it tries to help you and it tries to stay on top of it for you. But at some point it hands it over to you and it expects that you're going to know, you know, how to calculate the amounts, how to send it to the different states. And you don't want to have to spend your time manually going on every state site and submitting right. expenses. It's right. going to be worth the money to get one of those software. Totally. Totally. Okay. So sale, sales tax, we just, just dove right into the heavy hitter right there at the beginning with the sales tax. But what are some other areas or opportunities that you see business owners maybe struggle with when they first get started? Or even as they, you know, it, it, it surprises me that business owners sometimes have great success, but don't really understand the bookkeeping side of things. Don't understand, you know, the need for bookkeeping or tax services or things like that. So tell us collectively in your experience, what are some things that you see maybe as the biggest mistakes or the biggest opportunities that business owners make when they start, you know, or are in business and they don't think about it from that perspective? Yeah. So I'd say, Starting on day one, and this is actually applicable, like if you're listening and you've been in business for years and you've not done these things, it's not too late. You can go back and do some of these things. So on day one, you want to decide what type of business you are, what type of business entity you are, and that's going to determine 
how you do your bookkeeping and even how your taxes are filed later on. So if you want to start out as a sole proprietorship, totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. You just have to commit to it. Know that that's where you are and proceed in that way. If you're going to start out as an LLC or if you're going to start out as a corporation, you know, there are different ways for you to figure out what is the best option for you. And I'm certainly not here to sway you one way or the other. Just know that whatever route you take with, with your business entity, it does affect everything else. And even as, even to the point of it can affect the type of, of bank account that you're allowed to set up, that you set up from the start. That's one of the first things you need to do is set up business bank accounts after you determine what type of business entity you are. After you set up those bank accounts, that's when you start thinking about, okay, how am I going to track this? How am I going to track my expenses and my income? A lot of people's go-to is a spreadsheet. There's nothing wrong with a spreadsheet in those first couple of days or weeks. But when you start making sales, you need to get on a system that is more robust. You need to get on QuickBooks Online, Wave Financial, Zero. Those are some examples of good ones that you can Mm -hmm. use. The Mm -hmm. reason being because it's not all about income and expenses. There are other things that come into play that you are going to wish in years down the road that you (laughs) had been watching. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Things like the worth of your business. You're not going to be able to tell the worth of your business in five years if all you've been doing is tracking your expenses for tax deductions. Right, right. Getting it in a system, like having it all in one place and like Wave Financial is free. So if you're afraid of the cost, like don't be afraid of the cost. It's going to far exceed the benefit in the future. But, um, you know, QuickBooks Online is zero. They're both very um, cost friendly as well. It's going to start to track the money you put into the business, the money you take out of the business, as well as the income and expenses, um, loans, sales tax, everything like that. You don't want to have to try to keep it all in your head and separate it on a spreadsheet unless you're an expert in Microsoft Excel and you know how to build your own accounting system, which most of us are not. (laughs) Um, Yep. You want to get into one of these systems to make it easier for you. You will thank yourself in the future for doing that. Learning what deductions you can actually count, um, which I have a a free guide. I don't know that I had mentioned this to you already, but I do have a free guide that I can share with your listeners. Yeah. The top tax deductions. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm sure everybody would love that. (laughs) Yeah, that someone can include. So knowing what those are, making sure you're counting them, it is going to pay you back tenfold, not only for tax time, but also for planning in the future. Well, and I think one of the things people kind of get scared of is when they first start out, they don't really know what type of business they are, right? Or what type of business they should be. And my experience has been, you can always start off as a sole proprietor and move into a different category or start off as an LLC and move into a corporation. And there are certain thresholds and certain types of measurements or, or financial measurements that you should use to kind of determine you know, if you were moving up or down or whatever that might look like. But 
I also think people are fearful of kind of deciding what that looks like initially yeah. because they don't think they can ever change it again, but they can, right? I yeah. mean, people oh, yeah. can move can around see. up and down if if you sell more or sell less or or how yes. your business changes, you definitely can move. And that. that's one of the fears with like, for example, an S-Corp. You, mm-hmm. you can, you know, once you qualify for an S-Corp, it can be great for tax deductions right. and a way that you can operate in your business to save a lot of taxes and to um, really plan for the future. You have to qualify for it in the first place. But every once in a while, like as we know happens in, in the real world, if your business starts to do less in revenue yeah. and you get to the point where it's no longer beneficial for you, you can opt out of it. You can right. get out of it. It's same thing with a C corporation. You can get out of it. You don't have to stay that forever. And I mean, that's understandable. It's like, right. think of all the big businesses in the world. A lot of them, they end up closing their doors or whatever, which we hope that doesn't happen to us, but businesses can fluctuate. So the system is designed for us to be able to, to fluctuate, fluctuate with you. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that people talk about when they get started with this too, is, you know, having all of their money intertwined together. Right. And this seems like it would be such a basic kind of understanding for a lot of us that have, you know, a little bit of that more financial, but it's not common practice for a lot of people, right. you know, to think about, oh, I need to be separating things out and I need to have, you know, money for my personal life in one bank account and money for my business in a different type of bank account. Yeah. And that's for so many different reasons. But do you find that a lot of times people kind of have it all mixed together and then you're going back and trying to pull it apart? Yeah, actually. Um, and, and a lot of times they don't even realize it, that they've set yeah. up a certain subscription on their personal account. I mean, I I was guilty of that too. Oh, sure. You know, course, um, right. Setting up a certain subscription or something that maybe you don't realize can be counted as a business deduction and you have it set up on a personal card. And yes, it does take a minute to go in and change the payment right. details. So, you know, some of us get lazy and we don't want to go in and change where it's coming from. But if you think about if you keep it on your personal card and you have your business card connected to your accounting system, then the, that can be hundreds of dollars of deduction that you're losing right. out on. Right. And you're going to have to pay that money back. So let that be an incentive to you right. to get right. that switched over. Absolutely. And something that you said that I think, you know, if I could tell one you know, business owners to do one thing. I think what you said about getting yourself on some sort of automated bookkeeping accounting type system, I I think that would almost be like probably my number one financial tip for people is get started. I mean, it's part of doing business is having expenses, right? And one of the expenses that you need to plan for is some sort of bookkeeping or accounting system, I believe, because you're right. After a certain amount of time, there is absolutely no way you're going to go back and remember to take that little receipt and do this and do that and put it on the spreadsheet. And then remember this was for that or, you know, and there's so many tools that make it so easy for you to just do all of this automatically or automated or take pictures of receipts. And I mean, it now it's just like so simple to be able to get yourself organized if you use the tools that are available to you. Right. Right. So QuickBooks, Zero, Wave, all of those, like 
just do it, people. Like sign up and, and make it like a priority for yourself, even if you're not new, even if you've been doing this for a long time as a business owner and you've never taken the plunge to like get yourself onto some sort of system, do it. It yeah. will make your life so much easier. And the more that you think about your business as its own person, it yeah. kind of makes it a little bit easier to, to I'm a very visual person thinking right. about, um, you want to be able to go back and read the story of how your business unfolded and right. how it's unfolding now. And so if you, you're, if you're using an automated system, you're going to be able to look at the numbers, look at the details, look at the memos, and it's going to lay out your story. And yeah. that may sound kind of corny to some people, but no, but it's a reality, right? Right. And I think if you ever get to a point where, you know, a lot of us would love to sell our businesses someday, or they yeah. th people think they want to sell their businesses someday, they, people who are looking to buy your business will require that story to be told, right? right? Exactly. In some capacity. And you're going to need to have your bookkeeping system in a way that other people can look at it, first of all, and see what's going on, but then also see the trajectory of your growth and success Right. in a very systematic automated way that helps people understand, oh yeah, you went up, you went down, you went up, you went down, but mostly up, you know, those yeah, kinds of things. Yeah. And and I like that analogy of the story. I think that's a great way to think yeah. about it. And for business loans, loans, you know, yeah. a lot of us had to start looking at loans right. years ago and loans or grants or yeah. um, different things like that. And all of a sudden people were realizing the need for yeah. that story. So yeah. you never know when that might come up. Right. Right. Okay. So we could literally probably talk about this for hours and hours at a time, but let's, let's kind of think about maybe as we kind of wrap up here towards the end a little bit, what is the one biggest financial or tax mistake that you see business owners making that isn't maybe the obvious one? What it What is something that in your experience, you go back and go, okay, this is the one thing that people don't know that they really should know about taxes yeah. or bookkeeping. And, you know, there's a lot of areas that I could bring up, but since we haven't talked much about income taxes, yeah. I'll say the one biggest mistake that comes to bite people once a year is not planning for tax time not setting aside money monthly or quarterly towards your taxes, because as a business owner, nobody is taking out taxes out of your paycheck for you. Right. You have to set aside money to pay your taxes. So make your estimated payments. Say if you don't make the payments, at least save the money in a savings account towards taxes, because that money, when you receive it from your client, a portion of that is not yours to keep, unfortunately. Right. Right. portion of that does have to go back to the IRS. So yeah. go ahead and plan for that right away. Don't put it in your, in your pocket. Don't spend it. Know that that's not yours to touch and it's going to save you a huge headache at tax time. And do you recommend, you know, there's probably lots of ways to think about this. And I know there's different bookkeeping methods and tax methods and things like that, but I always tell people put it in a completely different savings or checking account for yeah. yourself so that you're not tempted yeah. to get in there. It's almost like you would put it in with, you know, like a, a CD or something that you couldn't touch over time. Right. Like yeah. it, you got to think about it like that. It's like not money that you should be playing around with. So if you kind of out of sight, out of mind, <laughs> if it's someplace right, else, right. then you just really won't have the sort of urge to go in there and start, you know, spending it. Yeah. And you know about, you know that about yourself. All of us right. know our um, 
if we are good at saving money or if we have temptation to touch it or pull it out. So yeah, put it in an account where you literally are not allowed to take it out for a year. Right. Or for a lot of people, just setting up a savings account just for that is enough. And just having that restraint to know that that's not yours to touch. You're just moving that over there to save for tax time. Yep. I think that's a great, and, and I think we've all been in those situations where, you know, as business owners, I know for sure I did early on in my time, I've been in business now almost nine and a half, almost 10 years. And I, I remember the first couple of years and I thought, I'm not really even making that much money at this point. Like there's not going to be any taxes or anything I'm going to have to pay or like, just not really understanding how running your own business is different than like when you get a check from a company, it's like a completely different thing. And so, you know, getting hit with a tax bill at the end of the year where you're like, oh, wait, what? I had to take you know, and, and it is, I think so many people are surprised when they first start, or even as they get going and really start making some serious money, your taxes go up the more money you make. And yes. <laughs> so you have to plan accordingly. And if you're making a million dollars a year, you've got a hefty tax bill that you're going to have to pay off of that million dollars. It doesn't unfortunately come for free, but there are lots of great tax you know, advantages and deductions and things like that, that you can take advantage of. What are maybe a couple things like that, that people don't think about very often tax deductions or things that they can, you know, kind of take that maybe not, you know, maybe aren't as obvious to people as they should be. A big one that I think a lot of people are so confused about is an escort. If you're making close to a hundred thousand for the year and for some people, it's going to be less. For some people, it's going to be more. So you yep. certainly need to speak with a professional to make that decision. But if you're making close to 100000 for the year, you need to start thinking about an S-Corp. The S-Corp by itself, it, let, it allows you to become an employee of your own business. Mm-hmm. So you can pay yourself on payroll. Yes, you pay payroll taxes, but you're exempt from the self-employment tax that right. can be a huge hit. I just did a tax return probably 15 minutes before this call, and the majority of the tax bill came directly from that self-employment tax. Mm-hmm. If she had already been an escort, it would have been cut in half or even less. Yeah. So yes, it's not something you can always go back and retroactively put in place, but put it in place as soon as possible if you can. Some yeah. other things are just like simple different subscriptions that you have in your life. I mean, things like, you know, some, some of the tax law is, is meant to be interpreted by professionals. So I'm not saying that everybody would agree with me on every idea. Everybody has their own, (laughs) their own ways of interpretation. We get things like (laughs) if you have an audible account set up for business books or for listening to business books, if you have an Amazon business account set up, like things like that, right? That yes, you may also have a personal account and, you know, you want to make sure that you don't ever spend personal money for the business, but anything that can be said that it's for yeah. business, make sure that you include on your business. Don't be afraid of it. Don't yeah. be afraid to include anything that you could explain. Like right. imagine the person in front of you asking you, well, how is this for business? If you can explain it, Right. You should feel safe to include it as a business deduction. 
Yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. If if somebody's standing like the IRS, for example, yes. <laughs> standing in front of you, would you be able to explain why this is for business? So yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting tax rules and um, regulations and interpretations and things that people don't often think about when it comes to tax law, bookkeeping, accounting, okay. different things like that. And I think this is just a really good taste of, you know, what potential, you know, services you could provide to people as well as yeah. just even having conversations with people who are professionals and getting some of that insight yes. really, I think makes it almost not seem so scary. Like we were talking about at the beginning or right. not as, you know, boring or drab or whatever. When you have conversations with people who know what they're talking about, a lot of times it can be pretty empowering, I think, and yeah. and really help you as a business owner understand that, you know, a lot of this is in your control and there are ways for you to make better business decisions when it comes to taxes or, you know, even just bookkeeping skills and, and things like yeah. that. So definitely. And knowing the right questions to ask. So right. it's always good to learn these different topics, not because you're going to become the expert, but just so you know to even ask about an escort. Right. You right. Just bring up the topic. So Absolutely. learning enough to ask the right questions is so yeah. powerful. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up here, where can people find you? So let's say they want to come ask you some more questions. Cause I know we didn't, like I said, we I, 30 minutes go so fast. You don't even yeah. realize how fast it can go. But <laughs> if people want to reach out to you or find out more about your services, where can they find you online? Yeah. So Facebook is where I hang out primarily. Okay. Um, I do have a Facebook group for small business owners to learn more about taxes and to ask me any questions. It's called the Entrepreneur's Lounge. Okay. And I think I probably, or I can provide you a link if I yeah. haven't already. We'll have it in the show notes. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. And then um, anybody could email me as well. Hello at taxsavvypros.com. Okay. Got it. Um, or you can go to my website and you can find me there. Um but yeah, Facebook is where I like to hang out and talk, yeah. talk all the tax nerdy stuff over there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for joining us. This was really helpful for those of you who are interested in finding out more. We'll have all the links in the show notes, as well as that PDF you talked about with some tax deductions, uh, things like that, that we can download. And, you know, this is a topic again, that I think is so important. Make sure that you spend the time really understanding about your business so that you can be as mo the profitable, the, as most profitable as you can is really kind of what the goal is. And some of these tax tips and recommendations will really help you get to that point. So thank you so much for sharing your insight. If you have questions, please reach out to Megan and, or us, and we will get her back on the show with more details if we need to. So thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Don. And thank you everybody listening. I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks everybody. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.